Hello and welcome to the Hopeful Influence podcast, a podcast that explores Christian leadership. My name is Matt and with me today we have Jude. Hello Jude. Hey folks, Matt, it's good to see you. You doing all right? Doing pretty well, yes. Been enjoying my coffee here and pastry and yeah, good stuff, ready to go. Good stuff. And we also have a, a, a welcome debut, a welcome debut. We have Jerome with us. Nice welcome to see you. Welcome me. Nice to see you, Jerome. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm feeling good this morning. Thank fantastic, you. fantastic. We're very sorry for the lack of female voices, and this isn't to put Jerome down at all. But, uh, <laughs> but it does sound like it. we said hello, Jerome. We're sorry you're here, but but <laughs> it is great to have you here. But with different schedules and different things like that, uh, we couldn't make it work. Otherwise, this particular but, series yeah, of yeah. episodes. Oh, yeah, we would have loved to have had a female, but yeah. hasn't quite worked with the, with the scheduling. But Jerome, we love you. But Jerome great is a great second choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful. Thank you. <laughs> Jerome, for those who, who may not know you, which I assume might be a few people here, mm. um, what's important to know about you? Well, so my name is Jerome, spelled with a J. Um, I'm originally from Birmingham, but I'm now here in Liverpool, based at St. James in the City, uh, which is where Jude is. And I'm a, I'm a minister, so I've been a deacon in the Church of England for about six months now. Yeah. Um, I've got a family, so I have a wife. Her name's Bethan, and I've got a baby too. Come on, Brett. Those are important things to me. And finally, I really love food. Mm. That's really important um, for anyone to know. What What's your favorite food at the moment? What's the... Well, my favorite food is curry goat, which is the Ooh. national dish of Jamaica. Wow. Uh, I recommend it. I'm not very good at making it, but I recommend it. Some great places to get it from. Mm, that sounds great. I, I don't think I've ever had curried goat, so there you go. Mm. But that's probably for... Rich another. and flavoursome. Um, yeah, so, it's a special so one. Good. We'll save that for our food podcast, <laughs> which I'm sure is on the way. I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh, but welcome to season two of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. We'd love to hear some feedback. So if you've enjoyed it, uh, you've got some thoughts, then please get in touch. Uh, you can do that by visiting the websites um, or leaving a comment on um wherever your podcast stream is and you get that from. Uh, but in this particular series, we are going to be expanding on hopeful influence in the church, uh, which was a topic from episode four um, of the first series, and where we explored with Chris Rogers um, this kind of looking at the church. And this will give us a helpful, deeper dive into um, leadership in the church, why it's important, what it can offer where we've gone wrong in the past, where we're hoping to go right in the future. And so um, this might be a bit of a shorter series, but it hopefully uh, as we go on and we can do those deeper dives, it means that we're not just a bit surface level and we can do some um, some real good work in our lives, I think, well, hopefully. Um, I'm looking forward to that in my life anyway. But uh, Jude, can you help us to kick off with this and some thoughts about why we're talking about it and, and what what might be important to look ahead to. Yeah, no, we'd, we'd love to. And um, I remember one of the things that Chris Rogers spoke about in that episode is how, um, you know, Christian leadership is, is, is more like a demotion than a promotion. When, when, we, when we occupy uh, positions of, of responsibility, uh, leadership have re- sort of um, shaped that. Um, within a church context, you know, it's, it's, about, it's about serving others. And it's interesting, Jerome, that as you introduce yourself there, you, you refer to being a deacon, which, of course, is, is a servant, you know, a servant within the church. And so I think that's something that the Church of England helpfully sort of understands. It's sort of written into ordained leadership that you become a, a kind of a deacon, a servant first. And 
what do they say once a deacon always a deacon always is, it? is deacon. that the thing the, uh, so, right. so hopefully always serving and always looking uh to the needs of others that that's a kind of written in uh, to our leadership of course living that out working that out doing that well whole different question which is which is kind of the reason for the for the podcast as it were um uh, sort of by way of reminder really the um from that first uh series we we tried to we're sort of trying to start the leadership conversation with this 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 sort of question of well, what is god doing in and through our leadership so what's god up to you know as we arrange and structure our human communities as we create these roles and uh, positions with our shared life together what what's god doing in and through that um, and one of the people we leaned on in that first uh, series, and, and particularly episode four, was, was Graham Tomlin's thing. And he talks about this, this widening circle, doesn't he? And, it, and it's a widening circle of blessing. Um, and, and he's sort of saying that um, uh, the church has got a particular role to be a blessing to the rest of humanity. Sharing the good news of Jesus with others, uh, signposting the kingdom of God, helping humanity travel forward well into a, into a, a God-shaped future, and, and just and then humanity itself also has that similar call to be a blessing to the rest of creation. That's something we all share as human uh, beings together. But but there's something about sort of leadership within the church where, where folks are kind of are set apart within the church and, and have particular responsibilities within the church within the gathered church community to help the church to be the church. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're focusing on, um, I think, uh, today. So, yeah, so in a sense, whether, you know, whether it's um, ordained roles, like, like what Jerome was talking about there, um, a role map perhaps like, like your one, where you're, you're a paid person within the, within the church community, you've got a particular role to um, encourage creativity and um, uh, discipleship and to see uh, young people that's another aspect of your role isn't it uh, young people youth sort of uh, responding to the gospel you know we, we, we've given we give particular responsibilities away within our gathered uh, communities but but of course you know in all sorts of other ways leading a small group being part of a worship group on a Sunday, welcoming someone uh, at the front door uh, on on a Sunday, um, yeah, being part of you know uh, hospitality, uh, running you know a, a, a course, an alpha or something, or um, in all sorts of ways, and 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 then all, there's all the soft stuff as well, the, the the influence that we exert on one another just by being part of the community. Uh, together so so in a sense we're kind of saying well this this leadership thing this this sort of helping people move forward into this god-shaped future is, a, is something that we all uh, share and, and it takes a particular shape within the gathered community we're trying to enable the church to be the church to fulfill our role in this big economy uh, of god and 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 um and, and i guess uh, it's something that we're going to sort of drill into a bit in in this series and then in in this episode and then moving moving through is that we also said that, um, that you can sort of you can break up that that so, or you can sort of understand that hopeful influence in, in, in three particular ways, and, and there's lots of overlap between this. But as we help people move into uh, the kingdom of God, into that Godship future, part of that leadership activity is helping people see see the kingdom of God, understand something about that Godship future for them and for their context uh, and for those around them. Helping people participate. This is a movement that we do together. Everybody gets to play. Everyone gets to join in. So we're creating space. We're creating opportunity for people to move forward. Um, but we're also helping people, as, as people go on that journey, we're helping them to experience uh, something of the kingdom of God in greater measure. And whether that's having a, you know, a healthy theology of fun and play or just 
what it means to be part of a community or just knowing and feeling and doing life with God in a more intimate way. We get to experience something of the kingdom. So we're going to kind of riff off those things and probably the focus over the next couple of episodes will be on helping people see, see that, that vision, that God-shaped vision for where God is calling us. I think. Mm. Brilliant. And, and is that like your, one of your passions or one of your, one of your thoughts when you see the church, when you look at the church, one of the things that you're called towards and the really light a fire in you or is there something a bit more, a bit different in that? Mm. For you, yeah. Well, I think I think I, I suppose one of the things that I'm sort of um, uh, inspired, challenged by in this particular moment is is you know is discipleship and helping people to walk well uh, with Jesus. And I think we, you know we're in a particular cultural moment where you know COVID, uh, people are sort of you know there was this big sort of um, you know breakdown in, in gathered community and, and and in many ways I think many churches you know all of us really are still finding our our sort of place in in that and um, you know I think about um, you know for, for us in our in our church context and, and and certainly church leaders that I'm talking to it feels like you know this kind of um, you know the, the, inv- the, the Christian life the invitation from Jesus is to live a different kind of life it's a life that takes a different shape from from what we see in the world around us. It's a life characterized by all sorts of different uh, qualities, uh, you know, humility, uh, service, compassion, uh, generosity, um, you know, creativity. There's, there's such a richness there to the picture that Jesus paints. And, and I guess I'm sort of finding myself in, as a church leader in this cultural moment wanting to... Um, wanting to see that fullness of life and, and all the goodness that, that God, um, that, that Jesus paints, you know, that for the kind of life, what life can look like as we, as we follow um, him. But also sort of lamenting, um, you know, in our, and this isn't like a, a particular dig at any kind of Christian community out there. It's certainly not the one that I'm, I'm leading. We're wonderful people in our church family and we're doing great things. Um, but, but yeah, maybe just that... Um, the, the, the going deeper that the, 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 there's, the, there's been a sort of a bit of a uh, a sort of breakdown in some of the depth of our discipleship people got out of the habit of meeting regularly together people got out of the habit of turning up for that prayer meeting people got out of the habit of um you know giving generously with their time people got out of the habit of of all sorts of stuff and um and it's no good me as a, as a church leader just just whinging about that you know actually part of my role as a leader is to is to sort of helpfully cast a vision for christian community the kind of christian community that god wants for us and the kind of christian community that we can we can travel into together where everyone gets to play their part where we're serving and um you know, uh, being that blessing to one another as we travel forward, and and it feels like a ch- it feels like a challenge. You know, for me, for me personally, I'm challenged by that. I'm, I don't quite know how to do that, and so yeah, that's something that's sort of on my heart at the moment. Drew, what about you? Are there things that you're thinking about or are passionate about in your own current church leadership uh, that connects with this idea of hopeful influence? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know. <laughs> One of the things, I, one of the things, kind of, uh, I could say is on my mind or on my heart it has been for a long time, is that I, I would love to see uh, a more diverse church. 
uh, a church that reflects the image that we see in the book of Revelation, right, where all the different tribes and tongues, all the different nations come together and are worshipping Jesus, right? Uh, it's a beautiful image, but actually that's quite difficult to, to realise. Um, and, and I actually don't know what that looks like either, right? I, I don't know what it means for, um, for different communities who have different um, kind of morals and values and, and different things that make them who they are. If they come together and they, and they mix and they, and they share ideas, with each other, what does that look like? I, I don't actually know. And, and, and I'd love to see more of that happening. And I'm sure we do see it. You know, we do, we do get kind of sparks of that happening in different places in small groups where people are sharing things like food. You know, we love food, don't we? You know, people are sharing food and ideas and different ways of seeing the world. Uh, we, we, we get to enjoy that in part, but I'd love to see that more on a, on a kind of a more bigger scale in church. What, what does it mean for us to, uh, to embrace different languages, different cultures, different ways of um, thinking about things? And, and yeah, and, and as Jude said, you know, that the, there is a challenge to us um, as, as people who are leaders, actually, um, you know, in order to see those kind of things happening. You know, how are we living our lives in such a way? How are we speaking in such a way? Where with, with those kind of things can just become more commonplace, isn't it? Right. It's our church being the kind of church where, where people do feel more valued. People feel like they can share their ideas, their culture, or the way, the way they see the world a bit more freely, isn't it? And, and of course, like, there's opposition to such things, isn't there? And, and, so, and so, yeah, we, we want to live our lives in such a way with this is, with that, it's just a bit more possible. You know, it's a bit more possible. And so, yes, yeah, so that's kind of the things on my heart for that. I'd love to see more of that. Fantastic. And recently, Matthew, who works on our staff team, he was talking to us about um, like our passions and our frustrations and our giftings. And when you put those three together and you really work out what those things are, the middle point is probably something you should head towards. And you will probably change the world doing because you have kind of figured out, so what what am I good at? What has God put in my hands? Um, you know, and, and that different thing. And then what what am I really frustrated about? And what is really like that that thing that you're like, it's it's nobody's fault, but I really want to, or maybe it is someone's fault, but I don't want to just whinge about it like you were saying to you, but I want to I want to do something about it. And then that that passion that you find for it then is kind of easier to find. But but really it's something that we can lean into with God, isn't it, for the future. And so we're particularly thinking about that in terms of the church. And so... I guess we're going to be thinking a little bit more about that and our own place in that. And we're going to be listening uh, now. We've had different points in the podcast where we've listened to other voices um, and had other voices in the podcast um, to help us to think about uh, the church and hopeful influence in the church in this example. And so we're going to listen to Bishop Paul uh, Bayes uh, and his audio that you, you shared uh, at the book launch, Jude, with him. And so uh, we're going to listen to that and then we're going to reflect after that, but here it is. So we're talking today about uh, hopeful influence in the church, and I'm delighted uh, that the Right Reverend Bishop Paul Bays uh, is with me. Uh, Paul, great to see you. Hi, Jude. Great to see thank you. you for the yeah. invitation. Brilliant, and thank you for writing uh, the forward to the book and for your encouragement and your little steer uh, as the book was taking shape. So thank you so much uh, for that. Pleasure. Uh, Bishop Paul, I'd love to maybe just start off. Could you perhaps tell us just a bit about your role and, and perhaps something about how leadership 
uh, sort of take shape within your role? What does that look like uh, for you? Yeah, great. So, so, so bishops, it, it, it's a funny old job being a bishop. So there's 43 of us across the country, but there are thousands of churches. And here in Liverpool, there's 200 churches, different congregations. We're multiplying congregations, lots of different people, all moving at, the, at different speeds. Some of them anxious and some of them very confident. And, 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 and my, my role as bishop is, is, is just to try and put out there something that will help people to align, to do what they're good at doing, but also to feel that they're part of something bigger. So the tools that I've got to do that are, are, are not very many. P- people sometimes write to me and say, you know, can't you sack some vicar who's, who they don't like or whatever? And I have to write back and say, no, it's not, it's not like the army, the church. Being a bishop means that you're, you're a shepherd. You're just telling stories to people so that they all come alongside and move in the same direction. So, so that's why I found Hopeful Influence really useful resource because the story that we tell in, in Liverpool Diocese, it goes like this. We're asking God for a bigger church to make a bigger difference. More people knowing Jesus, more justice in the world. And I say to people, what you do with that story is entirely up to you. The only thing you're not to do is, to, uh, is not to ask God to look for a smaller church that makes no difference at all. If, if you do that, that's not it. But the way in which you make sense of the story is up to you. Now, by doing that, I'm trying to say to people, you are free, the leaders and people of a particular community, you're free to get on with stuff. But here's a vision of the future. The future church will be bigger than the one we've got now. The future difference will be bigger than the one we've got now. And we'll be asking God in a way that's more than we've got now. In other words, I paint a future and say to people, do you want to step forward into that future in your own way? And if people do, well, then they're aligned and I go to bed feeling that I've earned my wages. Bishop Paul, that's amazing. That's that's really um, sort of just exciting that there's this this sort of consistent um, picture and story that you're calling us to sort of inhabit and and journey towards together. Um, you, you've clearly held lots of different roles within the church and um, within the established Church of England. Um, what, what would you say about, sort of how do you see hopeful influence resonating with sort of leadership in the church more, more generally? How does, that, how does that play out? One or two thoughts. Yeah, thank you. So, so it, it, in, increasingly now in, in, in the leadership of the church nationally, so bishops, deans who run cathedrals, people like that, we're, we're, we're all trying to learn from each other about leadership. And, and, and there's loads of stuff we can learn from friends and colleagues outside the church uh, and, and lots of pragmatic things that we can learn about team building and about vision casting and, and all that stuff. And I've, I've received a lot from that. But, but what I really liked, Jude, about your book and about a number of other books in the same vein is, is that it, on the cover, it says theology, a theology of Christian leadership. In, in other words, we're learning about how we lead the church in, in the light of how God is and, and in the light of how God is leading us. And it seems to me if we keep that at the focus of what we're doing, then the, the, way that we, the way that we design and construct the future for the church now will be in line with the way that it's been done all the way through Christian history as people have looked at and, uh, the scriptures, as, as, they've, as they've experienced the revelation of God, as they've said their prayers, listened to each other in the church. God doesn't change. Uh, England changes all the time, and it's changing at a fantastic pace now. But God doesn't change. So my own view on hopeful influence is that the future 
will look different because England is different, but the way we enter the future will be the same because God is the same. So what do we do to stay faithful to God who never changes? And what do we do to be faithful to the God who loves the world that changes all the time? And I think if we get that right, those of us involved in national leadership, as well as regional leadership, then we'll be walking down a route which candidly is mapped out in your book, which is why I'm going to be commending it to lots of people. Thank you so much. Very generous. Very generous as always. Did you, do you have another question for me just to finish up? Yeah, I mean, you've put a lot of time into this, Jude. You've put a lot of time into writing this. And, and a, a, a number of people already have read it. And after the launch, hopefully a number of more people will read it. Uh, in, in writing it, what's the difference that you'd like to see? If someone picks this up and reads it, who's in leadership of any kind, how do you hope that what they do will be different after that? Great. Well, um, yeah, so big question and I probably could go in a few different directions with it. But the, um, I, think, I, think I've, I think I see within, within the sort of wider church um, a bit of a movement um, uh, that God is doing, I think God is doing, which is, is something about our sort of, um, you know, re, reframing perhaps a, a conversation about discipleship, sort of whole life discipleship. What does it mean? Uh, to be a Christian person and inhabit this fast-changing world that you talk about in a way that is faithful uh, and in a way that enables us to play the fullest part in in this sort of wider renewal of this fast-changing world that God is calling us into. And, and it feels to me like quite a lot of people and churches and movements are sort of helping and, and thinking the church to, to to try and get this right or to try and be as faithful and as effective as we can be um, in this bigger calling of Christians uh, influencing others and and and, and uh, yeah, partnering with God's renewal of the world. So um, I, I feel like it's a really exciting time to be uh, to be a Christian person and to be uh, thinking about these things. And I suppose I, I, I hope that the book plays a part in that that bigger conversation. Um, and I suppose maybe more specifically. Um, you know, I think leadership is a uh, is a word that can come with a whole load of, of negative connotations and be off-putting. And, and we've done things to the word and we experience things in and through leadership that, that aren't always positive. And, and yet, and yet, I think um, in God's plans and purposes for the world, Christian people are meant to step forward and to take responsibility to be intentional about the influence that we're offering uh, to those around us, to be um, leaders, you know, all of us in, in a wider sense, exercising leadership in the world as, as, we, as we journey together uh, back to the world that God wants. So I'm, I would love to, if the book can be a catalyst for releasing that, for revisioning that, for energizing people uh, for that, then I will be very happy. Fantastic. It's great to be in partnership, brother. <laughs> bless you thank you so much Bishop Paul fantastic so good to hear from Bishop Paul uh, I, I really enjoyed that and I guess it would be helpful for us I mean the people who are listening to this will have their own thoughts or things that have just popped out but maybe if we share some of our thoughts just to, uh, to throw that around Jerome, I wonder what, what stood out for you from that conversation 
Yeah, um, for me, I just, I mean, I really enjoyed that conversation. It's good to hear um, people talking about this kind of thing. Um, for me, it was that question, that, that prayer that Bishop Paul was talking about. We're asking God for a bigger church. Um, and I'd like to hone in on that, on that first bit, asking God, that, that prayer, that, that choice to, um, to be asking God for something. Um, and yes, you know, um, you know, he talks about how in which how in which that plays out within the different churches that are there. Uh, but I'm wondering for myself, as I, as I, as I'm thinking about what it means for me to be a leader in the church, you know, how am I asking God well? Right? In in what ways am, am I living my life in such a way that does ask God well? Um, and in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, to to pray and ask God recognizes that I know that God knows what's best, right? I know that I that I I do get things wrong. We get things wrong. The church gets things wrong, yeah. In in all of its kind of um, structures and I mean, all the things that we do, we, we're not perfect. We're not right. But actually, we need to be asking God. And so yeah, that, that, that that's something that kind of um, struck me really. How how are we asking God well? Um, and and what what could that mean for the way in which we are? Um, you know, using our influence on people. Are, are, are we really, are we hoping, are we asking God to be using us and to be working with us in those particular ways? That's it for me. That's so good, isn't it? I, sometimes it, I, um, maybe in my head I compartmentalize and I think, oh, leader, oh, person of faith. Oh, but no, mm. I, no, I'm a leader who prays. You know, I, I trust God and I, I really think that's, so I'm partnering with God yeah, in absolutely. my leadership, in yeah. all of my life. And it's not just like different parts of me all separate, but it's it's one being all together. So I think that's, I'm taking a lot from that, Jeremy. I'm taking a lot from that. And I'd be interested, Jeremy, like how do you, how do you do, you know, how do you do that as a, as a leader, particularly how do you help call others into that too? Because mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a shared yeah. thing, isn't it? It you know, is, as a yeah, church, we, we often say, we'll, we'll kick things around in church and we'll say things like, oh, we don't want to do this next thing until we've prayed together mm. but then it's the, it's having a sort of shared vision for prayer so i don't know and how, how, how do you do that do you any any wisdom any um thoughts oh, any for us? Wisdom? well i think uh, that's a good question jude and i i, I wonder actually because um because I, I i can you know if i can be honest I, I do find sometimes public prayer quite a strange phenomenon you know uh, you know, because you, you're praying and you're being honest with God, but of course, uh, you, you're praying and other people can hear you praying. It's not the same as you know praying in, in the midnight hour when you're in your room and you're just like saying whatever you need to say. Uh, and and we and we need to be to to be praying more. I think. And um, could could it be? I don't know. Perhaps um, perhaps there's wisdom to say that we should be praying more as a church and encouraging more honest prayers, open prayers, um, together as a church community. And I suppose that could only happen if we are in the discipline of praying together. And that's some of the things you were talking about earlier, wasn't it, Jude? That, that actually, um, during, after the time of COVID, we got out of the habit of praying together, didn't we? Yeah. So we're used to praying by ourselves, um, hopefully. Yeah. Um, or, on but, Zoom, or on Zoom. Or on in Zoom. A kind of yeah, in, in a way in which you know, someone says something, you stop, someone says something else. Um, but actually, you know, well, could we get back to or, you know, we're, we're meeting every week, we're meeting, you know, well, however that looks for you in your congregation, in your church, whatever that means, whatever it looks for your community, we're meeting together, we're on our knees, we're, we're asking God, we're, we're crying together, you know, we're intercessing together. I don't know. I think that's a definite journey that we've been on together as a church, isn't it? Uh, no matter what we do, we need to pray. Absolutely. We need to pray more. And we need to help others to pray pray you know and so we need to make opportunity for that and so that i think that's been a big thing for us uh this this year this past year 
I, I think something that was really good for me to hear from um, from Bishop Paul was when he was just talking about um, being a shepherd and not um, the you know the church isn't the army. I, th- I thought that was a really helpful line, um, and and then just connected with that, he said so it wasn't this line, but it was similar to this line. What does it mean to follow Jesus? And just I've heard that a few times recently, and that just keeps flooring flooring me. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it actually look like for your leadership? It doesn't mean that you act like you're in the army and you stronghold people and you do this and you do that and you like force your way in. And But what does it what does it mean to follow Jesus? And it does mean to serve and it does mean to surrender, but it does mean to to push on forward too and not just be passive um, in my leadership too and to to really invest in others um, with with everything I've got. And so uh, I just thought they were really, just those questions are, questions that will sit with me for a long time really jude what about you it's great well i mean i think i'm also riffing on the on the prayer thing and i kind of just the, the more i sort of have sat with this the more i think that that prayer is the the sort of foundational bit to to christian leadership because it's like none of us actually i mean you know in detailed terms none of us really know where we're going and none of us really know the door that god's opening necessarily for us and none of us know kind of quite how to help other people move forward and inhabit you know a particular aspect of love life or ministry it, it, it's all it's always steps of faith and um you know and also i i sort of need protecting against myself you know because it's not may jude's will be done it's it's always Thank goodness. yeah please Thank goodness. lord preserve Praise us it, it must always be let god's will be done and you know we can we can find ourselves in funny situations in leadership where we really think we know the right answer and and ultimately we we well yeah we, we can never be completely sure that we do you know god may your will be done and so um so yeah i just think prayer is is just the foundational point to, to all of this stuff really um um which is which is your point jerome so sorry for just just sort of reflecting no, that no, back no. to you <laughs> Here to share. Here to share. Uh, together well you've inspired me uh, with that one um but i think the the other thing that i was just kind of thinking was the just the clarity that bishop paul had in his leadership role about the the direction of travel that he was setting for the diocese when he was in that role he's no longer in that role but when he was in that role and so the, the bigger church bigger difference thing and and what was he, he said something like we, we, he's trying to communicate something around which we can align and, and i just think that is so you know in any leadership role whether we're leading that small group or overseeing the band or the, or the welcome team or um you know doing that particular aspect of ministry we're trying to we're trying to communicate something around which we can all align. And, and you know, we, we have a thing in, I mean, you, you guys both know this, obviously, but we have a thing in, in our church, which is about resourcing the next generation. We want to be a church that hands on the baton of faith well to those who come after us. Um, and I just need to, I need to keep finding fresh and clear ways to communicate that because my before god my hope you know well sort of this is something that's emerged really out of um you know many years of, of a number of us journeying together at saint james but it, it's it, it this is a church that is that has a particular calling to to reach the next generation 
to, to see to help young people find their place in church who wouldn't otherwise find their place in church and and and, and so there's a distinctive thing there now how people find their place in that how that gets worked out in our different groups our different expressions of community that's for you know that's for everybody to work out for themselves do you know what I, do you know what i mean but there is an overarching thing which i think god is saying to us as a community and so as, as a leader I, I need to yeah find the fresh and clear ways to keep um communicating calling people into that casting that that vision yeah you know and i'm challenged about my sort of uh, <laughs> my often inability or, or or sort of uh yeah lack or whatever it is but um yeah inspired i think it's so good that there is like an openness in that question rather than you know bishop paul or jude or whoever saying no this is what you will look like in the future and this is how you will behave and this is um what you will do actually there is an openness that says no what does what does this look like for you actually how are you going to work this out in your own life and uh, one of the questions we've got written down is is how might your church be a place where hopeful influence is nurtured but i almost wonder whether it's you know how, how might your heart be a place where hopeful influence is nurtured and what does that look like for you to step into it and that's actually harder work than just well Jude told me to do this and Jude is in charge so I will just go and do this and that, that's actually maybe what the church might have looked like in previous generations um but but we're we're away from that but there's different there's a still a working out and a harder work that needs to be done with that um and so and maybe that's something for us to sit on and to to stew on this week ahead as we step forward and our prayer this week maybe you know what does my heart look like as a place where hopefully influence is nurtured and my hands and my feet and the working out of my life and specifically in my church my church as well it'd be good to pray together as we finish Jerome, I wondered if you could uh, pray for us as we finish. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about prayer earlier, Jerome. Mm. <laughs> absolutely, let's pray. God, we thank you, Lord, that you, that you love us. Lord, that you, you know what's best for us. And God, we think about our churches and the places that we live and the, the communities that we're part of. And we pray, Lord, that you'd help us, uh, Lord, to exhibit a hopeful influence. God, that we would be people who are prayerful, people who are mindful of you, people who are um, looking to, to pass on our faith to others in really helpful and clear ways. Holy Spirit, would you uh, give us your power for this task? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.